This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You might remember back in December, a committee at the United Nations, it's the Committee on the Elimination of Racial Discrimination, released a directive, and that directive called for three natural resource projects here in B.C. to be shut down immediately. Included in those projects, the Coastal Gas Link Natural Pipeline, which we've been talking about a lot in the news. Well, one of the elected chiefs along that route is now blasting that directive, the one that calls for the pipeline to be shut down. And joining me is Crystal Smith, Chief of the Heisla Nation. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. What was your first reaction when you saw that directive coming from that committee? Unfortunately, it wasn't one of um, shock per se. Uh, It's not the first time that any of the projects have been put into perspective where uh, both sides or not all sides of the story have been have been looked at closely. So um, initial reaction is the the condescending aspect of taking one one side, one view uh, and, and essentially dismaying all of the work that has gone into the support of this project by the 20 nations that the the 20 elected leadership along the pipeline uh, support. And And Sorry, go ahead. Not only the the support of it, but the amount of years, time and effort uh, in terms of our due diligence, uh, ensuring that uh, the the project goes ahead in in our terms, in our territory, all all that work that has gone into it. Um, on our side, uh, totally dismayed within that process and with those announcements. And can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that does sometimes get lost in the conversation and that the decision to support that particular project wasn't one that was made overnight. I imagine that was one made by the Heisler Nation after a lot of uh, looking at it, a lot of discussion, a lot of research. How much, uh, how was that process of leading up to the decision to support it? Well, approximately five to seven years of effort on on all sides, whether it was political or technical. I always go back to the to the permit. One of the permits actually took seventy eight meetings between the regu- reg- regulatory bodies, the the proponents, and and our technical teams to work out those environmental issues that that were foreseen in terms of those discussions of of how our culture, our our um, knowledge of our territory was going to be respected within that within that process of the permit being issued. Now, seventy-eight meetings that doesn't amount to the amount of time, travel, um, and effort that gone that had gone into that um, one permit. So you you multiply what we can what we've done here in Kitimat to the other nineteen nations along the pipeline in, in terms of their due diligence and their work and their concerns being addressed and and brought to the forefront of solutions coming to where the elected leadership felt that it the, the proponent had got those discussions to a point where they were comfortable to proceed with, with the project. 
Right. Uh, the reaction to the United Nations Committee and this uh, this directive to shut down the projects, I think on, on the one hand, it's been met with a lot of, of criticism and a lot of people saying, you didn't do any research. What are you even talking about? What right do we think you even have to be issuing a directive about projects in BC? A lot more focus has been paid on the opposition by the hereditary chiefs uh, opposing what elected leaders like yourself are in favor of. What do you say about that ongoing battle? I mean, the, the ongoing ballot battle is the fact that, you know, elected leadership, whether whether you're elected or hereditary, we all have a responsibility to the, to the people in our nations. And it's not the support of the project had come with any type of malice or, or any type of, um, you know, thought of not, uh, of negative impact. It's one that, like I expressed, came with a lot of, work, effort, and time um, to ensure that every aspect of the project was taken care of with the forethought of our people benefiting of having a solution that's provided to them. Uh, Elected leaders are continuously looked at uh, to provide opportunity and to to improve the quality of the lives of our people. And we have a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity presented in front of us that that we need to grasp this to ensure that our people of today and future generations have better opportunities than we have had in the past. Uh, we were chatting yesterday uh, with a couple uh, of green politicians who had been invited to the blockade, uh, the Wet'suwet'en blockade. Uh, one of them said that all of the elected chiefs who favored the project, who put their support behind the project, that none of those elected chiefs were still in those roles, which doesn't sound right to me since I'm talking to you today. Is that, is that correct? Uh, I mean, as as they may not be presented in in their positions, of course we have changeover in terms of the the positions that we that we have as elected leaders. However, the work that they've done cannot be go cannot go unnoticed in terms of the work that they that, that those leaders that that leadership completed in terms of the work for their nation. Um, they had visions of of what this project could do. And those visions are at the grasp of every elected leader that's that's sitting in, in those seats today. Uh, do you think we would be having a similar conversation? And I realize it's a hypothetical, but if the tables were turned and it was the elected chiefs who opposed the project and the hereditary chiefs who were in favor, do you think we would be having the same conversations? I don't believe so. So what, what do you think needs to be done to, to move forward on this? I, I think in, in terms of the, the solutions that are the problem, the solutions need to be presented. And in order to get to solutions, conversations need to happen. So in, in terms of moving the project forward, um, continuously moving it forward, um, we, we need to consider all aspects when, and, and get out the, the proper information uh, in regards to, to Coastal GasLink and their project. And what is the proper information? The work that we've done uh, in terms to get us to where the project has da- has gotten to, the the support, the the hours, the effort, um, elected leaders being able to not not be scared to speak their position as to why they they are supportive of this project. Uh, I think I'm I'm one of very many few elected leaders along. Of, 
along this project that are speaking up for this, for support for it. Uh, that's not going without the backlash in social media or, or any other type of context of, of what is being said about me and what's being posted out there about me. So in, in terms of that, it's allowing and empowering those elected leaders to be able to, to give their voices without fear of being put in a position. We can agree to disagree and do it respectfully. That's a part of our Indigenous culture, and that's not being displayed when it comes to support of this project. Uh, do you think there is a chance then, because the focus now seems to be on the hereditary chiefs, whether or not the premier will meet with them or members of government, whereas it seems like maybe it would be more beneficial if hereditary chiefs and elected chiefs continued meeting or having conversations. What what do you think would be most beneficial? Well, f- first and foremost, the, the premier and his entire team have been meeting with with the hereditary leadership along with the elected leadership. Um, but that does not go without saying that when this happened a year ago, I, I took the stance that this is uh, would suit an issue and all outside um, attention and support is only adding fuel essentially to, to the issue. With suit and people, with suit and members need to be empowered to be able to decide what the situation is within their community. All right. We will leave it there, Crystal Smith. You mentioned you get uh, backlash and uh, face that whenever you speak out. So I do really appreciate uh, you joining us to talk about this uh, and, and offer up your point of view. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. All right. Crystal Smith is a chief of the Heisla Nation.